This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast Christmas special presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I absolutely love the Christmas season, everything about it. Ultimately, I love Jesus, and so... This fills me with with hope and joy this time of year, and and then that extends into all the other elements of this season of life. And in this season on the calendar each year, I I love it. I soak it in. Now with two young daughters, it, it gets even more fun. And so today on the show, we've been doing this most years. Last year, we started uh, with Luke and I doing this this Christmas special. But this is a show with very little sports talk. Don't worry. We'll be back in the new year doing our our normal sports talk. And we got some incredible sports interviews available. Today's show is about Christmas, Jesus, traditions, movies, music, and everything in between. We'll still do I'm Convinced. We'll still do Unpack This. It just won't be sports related. And and then we will also... uh, have some uh, some other fun in, in between and, and we'll do the uh, meta share moment of the week that's what we'll do so there is there, there is a sports element toward the end of the show uh i'll let you know what the best sports moment of the week was before we jump in let me thank our presenting sponsor meta share my wife and i we've been so thankful for meta share we've been members for the last five years and they've provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care and so I'm, I'm pleased to uh, make you aware of this opportunity if your family is looking at, at different healthcare options. And so MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. You can text the word UNPACK to 201201. That's text the word UNPACK to the number 201201. All right, so. We're going to let you know what our favorite movie clips of the season are this year. Some of our favorite Christmas songs this year. And so let's say hello to Luke Heaton. Luke, Merry Christmas. Ah, you got the Christmas sweater looking good. And uh, man, how you doing? How you feeling about the Christmas season? You know, in the spirit of Christmas, I'm feeling quite jolly this morning. Ah, Very jolly. And, uh, you know, red's a good color for you. It's very strong, very powerful. So uh, maybe a little intimidation on my part with that bold red you're rocking today. But uh, <laughs> it is exciting. Last year, the Christmas, it, our uh, our technology has significantly upgraded <laughs> since last year. I remember we recorded on Zoom. Yes. And I, wore, I was wearing my wife's work headset. And I was at her parents' house. And now, oh, wow. now we got you're married. Stu- I am married now. Yes. 
I uh, am now married, which is fantastic. First Christmas as a husband. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's right. So now we got the studio set up, the microphones, and uh, we're going to get into it today. Been. What a year. What a year it's been. And what's so fun, though, because the reality is we, we talked about this on, on last Monday's show. Life is so unsettled, uncertain, oftentimes very confusing. But what I think I love most about the consistency of Christmas is that I can count on certain aspects every year. I know I'm going to put ornaments on the tree. I know I'm going to drink eggnog. I know I'm going to enjoy a wonderful Christmas Eve service. And, yeah. and so, you know, it's just like, the, and, and, and the list goes on and on, but I think that's what I, I love about traditions. And, and I think just growing up, even when life was uncertain Christmas, I could count on that. I could oh, count yeah. on the fun, yep. count on the joy, count on the family time, count on experiencing the spirit of Christmas. And guess what the spirit of Christmas is? It's God's Holy Spirit. It's in the Christmas spirit. Why do we have joy and peace and fun and there's so much, you know, just positivity? It's because God's at the center of it. And so when that's truly the case and we recognize and we're aware of his presence, we enjoy it even more. And, and so uh, that's what, that's what I, I love about it. So. On this show, oftentimes we'll talk about similar things each year, but we go back. We go back to it. It's the yearly traditions, the yearly elements of Christmas. That's right. That we, that we love, and so let's begin with "I'm Convinced" Christmas edition. Luke, you lead us off. What are you convinced of regarding Christmas? Well, gosh, so uh, there's a handful of things, but there's one hill that I absolutely die on, and Ooh. it is listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. So, or before, but yeah, before Thanksgiving happens. So, is even as early as Christmas season. No, I am convinced that you should listen listen to Christmas music as early as you want to. So, (laughs) we're talking. We're talking. Some people are. There's there's a huge crowd that says until not until Thanksgiving's over. Then after Thanksgiving, I'm on that side. I'm I'm convinced that's the answer. So go ahead. So I'm convinced. Hey, you want to you want to start in August? Go for it. If it's a year-round thing, maybe in the summer you're feeling a little Christmas action on a drive to work. It's a, a cool summer morning. Throw on some Christmas music. Now, I will say part of this opinion is due to I was raised this way, and my mm. mom looks for any opportunity to turn on Christmas music. So <laughs> I have been indoctrinated uh, in that mentality. The way I go about it is – Living in Texas, I mean, it's still 80s here, which is, I, I love cold weather. It's not a winter wonderland there. By no means. By no means. But, You're not dreaming of a white Christmas. No, but I can play golf year-round, so I guess you pick your poison here. That's right. So, uh, but the rule I've set for myself is as soon as a day, not like in 3 in the morning, not super early in the morning, but in the if it's daytime and it enters 60 degrees, Mm. I have justified now listening to Christmas music. You've as got chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That's right. As soon as as soon as the temperature drops into the 60s during a day, this year it happened around late August. There were there was a day where it, 60. It was early September, late August. So I said, "All right, the justification is there. It's Christmas Jack music time." Nipping at your nose. So uh, exactly. So. I invented Jill. So if you don't know that <laughs> reference, we'll get into it probably. Man, but, uh, 
No, I'm, I, I, I'm fully convinced. I just love Christmas music. You got to listen to it as early as possible. All right. So it, you, you know this about me, but I love football season during football season. That's right. I don't need to watch the XFL in the spring. I well, love basketball season. Or at all. But or, or, neither here yeah, nor there. Ever, even if it's in the fall. But 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 I, I don't I love the NBA during the NBA season. And yeah. I love Christmas during the Christmas season. That's right. We talked about it. You don't like your food touching. When you no. got a Thanksgiving day, no, I don't want my food to touch. I, I, don't, I don't mind my, my food touching. I don't. That's the one thing I don't mind. My I, actually, I love the uh, the KFC bowl with the the mashed potatoes oh, and, fantastic. The and the and the uh, corn all in yeah. one thing. Mix it all and together. The, Come on, the side of of uh, heartburn. Um, <laughs> That's right. so it's delicious. But when it comes to Christmas, I just want it all in December, like right after Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving. Then I shift gears. I'm all in on Christmas. And, and so I'm, so I'm a little bit different from you. I, I just want to soak it in. And to me, there are only, I don't know, let's say a hundred Christmas songs that, that we just play on loop. So to me, once a year, that's still a lot. Like if you go all in with a lot of Christmas songs for one year, you're still hearing those songs a good bit every single year. Of course, there's different versions and all that kind of thing, but I'm listening. I love other kind of music. So I'm actually very seasonal when it comes to a lot of things. Hmm. Um, so I like seasonal music. In the summer, I listen to more, you know, upbeat. Uh, I'll throw in a little ska, a little little, punk, uh, little yacht rock, little, little yacht, yacht rock. rock. That's right. Little oh, reggae, yeah. little country. Um, but then when it gets, you know, a little bit darker in the winter, that's when I get into to more of my my heavy metal and hard rock. <laughs> that was my so, next question. When's the heavy metal season? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's skillets year round though. Summer. Skillets year round. Skillet has a little bit for everyone, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of my my approach there. And so here's what I'm convinced, though. Speaking of music, I'm convinced that there are songs that that play better or sound better or connect better with me at certain parts of the Christmas season. So to mm. me, that post Thanksgiving where you're transitioning in, that's a great time for a song like "It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas" and even winter wonderland or some of those type types of songs the kind of the general kind of christmas songs even mm. chestnut roasting on an open fire but then when it gets closer to it now i want to start ramping up like i want to get i want to get mentally prepared spiritually prepared so i want to incorporate some more of the the rich you know christian songs the biblical songs the hymns yeah. type thing let me get some of those going come let us adore him joy to the world and and then once we get closer to you know christmas eve then i'll start entering into silent night holy <laughs> night uh what was yeah. the other one um uh little town of bethlehem yep. um oh holy night some of those gotcha. that, that, are, that are really christmas focused and yep. the manger jesus the star the story now we'll get into that um so that's my and then my favorite Christmas albums like for him. That's the best Christmas album there is. Um, I want that to be playing closer to Christmas because that's really what brings back the memories that gets me in the true gotcha. focus Christmas spirit at the very end. So, so here's here's another I'm convinced. And I had to I had to kind of sort through this to make sure I was convinced about this because I think Ooh. it's potentially big. And it is, I'm convinced Christmas Eve is better than Christmas Day. 
Oof, yeah. I am convinced. No, no. Let me let me explain here. Christmas Eve, the anticipation. It's nighttime. You mm. go to the Christmas Eve service. You come back home. Food, desserts. My family are all of our white elephant gift exchange, which I'm also convinced that's absolutely necessary for any family get together. A need goofy a wh- white elephant you're you're alluding to. Need, need a white yeah, need a white well, you can have both. Any type of white elephant gift exchange necessary. You do that and you stay up, drink coffee or decaf if uh, you're highly uh, sensitive. Yeah. Me. Like like you are. Yes. But the, the anticipation of waking up for Christmas Day, all the the amazing there's just like this this feels like this magic in the air on Christmas Eve. And there's just so many more activities that go on on Christmas Eve, especially in my experience. Hmm. Christmas Day, you wake up. Cool, it's Christmas. My family, we did everything Christmas Eve. So what are we doing today? Well, it's, really? You wake oh. up. To me, you wake up and it's, ah, Christmas is kind of over. Like, uh, it's what? Christmas Day. Like tomor- Tomorrow's the 26th. Christmas oh, is over. You're looking for the 26th? No, so Christmas Day for me. Here. Christmas Day for me was always sad because I'm thinking – Man, Christmas is Christmas is basically over. But Christmas Eve, it's that knowing that I can enjoy Christmas Eve and also know that tomorrow is still technically Christmas. Because it's Christmas it's Christmas Day. (laughs) The twenty fifth is Christmas. All of the build up is for Christmas Day, so you embrace the greatest day of the year. Oh, but to me, Christmas Day was always a letdown compared to Step it off. The the amount of fun and activities and the service and the get together with family, all that happens on Christmas Eve, there is just so much more going on than Christmas Day. So for me, and the way I've experienced Christmas, Christmas Eve is way more superior than Christmas Day. All right. I want to hear from the listeners. Where where do you come out on that? Is Christmas Eve bigger or Christmas Day bigger for you? What day do you look forward to more? Uh man. For me, Christmas Eve has been more of a prep day. You know, I, I enjoy going to the, the church service. That's always, of course, the, the special uh, part of the, the whole season. But I enjoy church throughout the well, throughout the year, but like throughout the Christmas season as well. And then Christmas Eve is is great too. Um, but here for for my family, I'll mix in kind of growing up and what I do now with with Jody, but um, and Maddie and Michaela. Well, we'll see what we haven't had Christmas with Michaela yet, so we'll see how she she holds up. But Christmas Eve, we we order pizza and we watch the Polar Express. That is mm. our Christmas Eve festivity, and we'll do maybe one gift, one little teaser gift. But but the gifts, you know, are, are we wait for Christmas morning with the stockings and and all that. And so for me, Christmas morning was always running down the stairs. We play the song by Five Iron Frenzy. You got to get up. You got to get up. It's Christmas morning. A tremendous song, and so that fills <laughs> that fills the the Christmas morning with that song, uh, the the halls of of your house, and then run down the stairs, open presents, open you know stockings, all of that is fun. Then we do cinnamon rolls with Swedish Bundish cheese on top of the cinnamon rolls. Interesting. And and then in the afternoon we see family, we get together, and growing up we would open gifts from morning until night. Now you would say, "Oh wow, you you really spoiled. You got a lot of gifts." Well, true, that's fair. Probably. Big family, but big family. My mom loves gift giving. That's her love language. Uh, she's filled with love. She's got a lo- probably she probably has all five love. Darla's awesome. Darla's she's, awesome. She's a, she's a superstar. But um, 
but we open gifts all day long because every gift matters. We slowly open it. We uh, analyze it. We try it on. We criticize it. We embrace it. We make fun of each other for different, like I have two brothers. So if somebody got like a funny sweater, oh man, we were ripping him. We were going all in. So it was a full examination. And so that's why all day Christmas day, was was opening gifts so we would text other extended family you know six o'clock seven o'clock at night oh yeah we're still opening gifts we have been since the morning so so uh, i will i will agree to disagree uh just because we did everything on christmas no wrong way to do christmas so it's all amazing but you reminded me of something i think we will agree on and it is can we get rid of People all going to the tree and all grabbing gift and opening at the same time. Oh, that's can outrageous. we? It's agree, outrageous. That I'll is, go and then you'll go. Exactly. So on and what so makes on. a gift great to open is everyone watching you, everyone getting to see one person open a gift, the reaction, uh, the person who gave it is also yeah. able to receive the joy so of who who gave who gave you this. Oh. Yeah. Your uh, your aunt gave you this? Great. But if everyone goes and opens at the same time, one, it makes it end quicker, which oh. who wants to do that? We're all about prolonging. Yes. Uh, and also, it just – you don't get attention. The gift giver doesn't get recognition. The gift opener doesn't get the special attention of, oh, this is a great gift I received. It's just – it's it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. So. I know. I, I I hate that for people that they they've chosen oh. to do that. But that seems yeah, that seems crazy. So I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Um, the other thing I'm convinced of, and I think I brought it up on last year's show, but but I'm just going to now reflect back on the decision that was made last year. I'm convinced that switching to a fake Christmas tree was the greatest decision I've ever made at <laughs> Christmas time. So growing up, I embraced going to find a Christmas tree and putting it up in the smell of a real tree. But every year I got sick. I'm allergic to trees, but every year I would just accept the fact that, Hey, we're going to have a, a real tree in the house and I'm going to have, you know, allergies and, and ultimately would just get sick every yep. Christmas. The fake tree. Oh, it's so much easier. You don't have to water it. Oh. It's ready to go. You just pull it from the, the attic and, and you're all set. And so it's, just, yeah, it's, it's a game changer. It's clearly the way to go. One, yeah. again, I'm all about starting Christmas early. So I'm fine putting the tree up well before Thanksgiving. So Madeline and I, we put the tree up well before Thanksgiving. Growing up, we had kind of like a thankful tree, Thanksgiving theme, and then redecorated it Christmas theme. But you get a real tree, you put that sucker up too early, it's not lasting until Christmas Day. It's shedding. Oh, it's just, it's a disaster. And also, practically, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to be like going to pick up a tree with my Hyundai Sonata. Uh, Shout out to Hyundai. I don't know if I'm strapping a big uh, tree onto the top of that bad boy but uh, a, a, have i done that I, th- I guess i did i did that to my hyundai elantra 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 all right yeah keep it in house so one that was total go go get a fake tree it, it's a game changer reusable and get yeah, it in the middle of the off. year to save money yes big discounted tree so that's what yep. we, we got it a few, few months before christmas nice it's Smart. just it's just it's just so clearly the way to go it's unbelievable. I, but I will say, I, we did a real tree one time growing up, and it was fun to say that I've done a real tree. Mm. But get that out of the way, scratch that itch, and then move on to the real deal, which is the fake tree. 
I understand the Clark Griswold philosophy of go find your own tree in the in the woods and cut it down and, and bring it home. Yeah, there's something cool about that. If you I live in a place like that. For, yeah. In Fort Worth, Texas, eh, that's just not going to happen. No. We actually have trees probably – they're not that far away to go up in the mountains in North Carolina, a bunch of Christmas tree farms. But it's still – yeah, I just can't I just can't do it. So I'm out on that. Um, all right, give me uh, – I know you've got a couple other things you're convinced of, and then we'll, we'll get to, to unpack this. Uh, but why don't you tell me your thoughts on Christmas caroling? We this did- is a lost art, I must say. Huge lost art. So on the speaking of lost arts, uh, yesterday the unpacked lunch, the lost art of the pop in. We talked the about pop the pop in. Yeah, that's just a lost art. Pop in. You just yeah. show up to people's houses and say, "Hey, we're here for the eggnog and cookies. What's that's going right. on? What's we're happening? too individualistic. Let's welcome the pop in. Come on. Yeah. So got to bring back the pop in. Christmas caroling. My the community group Madeline and I are in. We are trying every like two months. We try to do a, a group service thing. How can we serve uh, some people in our church or the community? And this year we did, we went Christmas caroling to those uh, older folks in our church who are kind of shut in and never mm-hmm. really get out. So I've never really Christmas caroled before outside of my fraternity, went and sang carols to sorority houses, which I just stayed near the back, not uh, very disinterested. But true Christmas caroling, showing up to someone's house, going in, I was uncomfortable with it because I, I was expecting it to be likened to people just singing happy birthday to you, but for longer. So <clears throat> when people sing happy birthday to you, parallel. it's terrible. How do you react? Do you smile? Do you make eye contact? You kind of uh, sing along. You just, you kind of, you kind of, you, well, you have to look at them. Then you have to look up because you can't just stare at them. What do you, you're just staring there as people sing to you. You're judging their voices. It's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. Um, if you like being sung happy birthday to you, please let me know. I have yet to meet a person. So if you are that person, please come out of the woodworks and alert us. So I was thinking Christmas caroling was going to be like that. Man, was I wrong. It's to show up, especially for these families. The first couple who went to, uh, older couple really are able to leave their house. They were sobbing as we were singing to them because they were so touched and so like they were happy that people were there. They were able to have interaction, that they were being served. They were singing along with all the carols. And we just sung two or three, and it was just about 15 minutes of being there. And they were so impacted by it. And I'm thinking, wow, that Christmas caroling done right, thinking of others, it's just unbelievable. So I have, I have, now I see the amazing side of Christmas caroling rather than the potential awkward singing happy birthday too, but on steroids. Yep. Okay. No, that's a, that's a great uh, observation. And my question is how many people does it take to go Christmas caroling? Because mm. like, what if I just went with Jody, my wife, who's a wonderful singer, me, who's just a good singer. Yeah. Just, I'm just loud. <laughs> and then uh, Maddie's starting to learn fa la 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 in a number of, of Christmas songs. She's, she likes to come, let us adore him. She, I was singing, uh, Go tell it on the mountain this morning on her on her way to school. All I was right. belting. I'm, 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 I've been practicing with my Christmas songs. I got to tell you, I, I sing to her on the way to school and then putting her to bed. And she's she's enjoying it, I must say. Wow. So I'm wondering if I come out of retirement for Christmas caroling, but how many people do I have to rally to, to make it where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going around a neighborhood Christmas caroling? I think that's that's the key. Need a, I, yeah. Our, our group was about 12. Our group was 12 
and that was that was a great number. Two people, ugh, I don't Ooh. know, I don't know about that. Thirty-five people, yikes! That's ah, maybe a little intimidating. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe it, just it, a basketball roster, twelve, ten to fifteen. I think that's okay. a good number. That's fair. That's fair. The other thing is how long, how many songs mm. per house. Because and yeah. how do you know if the people hey okay if they start clapping does that mean they want more or they clap and say all right that's enough hey thanks okay thanks we're we're, we're eating our, our our cookies and eggnog right now so um, here's the thing you have to err on being not staying long enough then over overstaying your welcome because one more if, verse if you're if exactly if they want more they'll ask for more but if if I'm being sung to. There's no out. I can't just walk in. So we did. We would go two songs. One, they were older, so they weren't. We didn't want to just make them stand forever. So it was easy for us to say, hey, we'll do two songs. We'll be there for about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on the next house. But yeah, you got to err on the side of not staying long enough. Staying too long, oh, that's just, that, that's brutal for the person being sung to. Yes. The other concern is, do you ring the doorbell or you just allow your voices to draw the people? Oh, out gosh, no, no, no. If, how, how terrifying would that be? Like the, the creep, you just hear these voices slowly no, arise as you're sitting in the recliner. Oh, no, I think that's the traditional way to do it. Really? Yeah. You go, wait, are there people outside singing? I think there is. Let's go out and see them. Ooh. Oh, the carolers are here. Merry Christmas, everyone. Isn't that, isn't that how it goes? Oh, and then, but the, but the, I don't know. But the about problem that. now is, I bet people would stay inside. They're like, don't let them know. Don't let them know we're home. Don't let them know we're home. Oh, so yeah. then they don't come out. So even though you know they're in there, because you know their car, if you're doing it in your own neighborhood, you know right. their car, you know they're there. You saw them come home and bring their groceries. Oh, yeah. So you're standing out singing. How long do you go? <laughs> and they say, all right, they're not coming out. Do you go, you know, how many verses of Joy to the World before you go, all right, this, they're not coming out? They're not, <laughs> they can hear us. But they're not coming out. So do we just sing for them on the inside? We know they're on the inside. Let's bring some Christmas cheer, even though they don't want it. Let's force it down their throats because we know they need it. Or do we walk away and go to the next house? So we did We did the call ahead and then the knock. Oh, it's too planned. Come on. Gosh, we got it. What, what happened to the pop-in? The, well, the Christmas Carol pop-in, too. <laughs> that was We're before we discussed the pop-in yesterday. The, talking oh, about <laughs> painful oh yeah all right gosh Man. well I'm, I'm curious how many people actually christmas carol these days it's a lost art bring it back so we're bringing back the pop in we're bringing back the christmas caroling and then the christmas caroling pop in what about coming you show up you christmas carol you sing a few songs then you get invited in for eggnog and cookies now we're talking that's it that's the good that's stuff. the whole nine yards right there that's the goal all right before we do favorite movie clips i've got five that i'm going to play for you today Okay. Because I, I've already watched a couple of great Christmas movies. I've been watching Christmas clips, uh, Christmas movie clips with Maddie, and, and I've got a couple of favorites to share today. Uh, but I do want to just encourage one another and and share just some Christmas time reflections. I enjoy you know reading the Christmas story, reading devotionals uh, about Christmas, and and preparing you know, my heart for this, this time of year and to to really you know remain focused and and be aware of God's presence and, and ways that He's He's speaking throughout this season. And, and so here's my, my big takeaway. I was wondering about the, the whole aspect of uh, Mary and Joseph having to go back to or going to Bethlehem for the census. I was like, why is this 
you know, part of the story, just that those details. And what ended up hitting me was the journey to Bethlehem and how difficult it must have been. Here, Mary is pregnant. She's having a ride on a on a donkey. We don't know how long they, you know, how long the trip really that yeah. that was. And 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 just the idea that here, you know, they've had to deal with some of the the ramifications of wait, Mary and Joseph aren't yet married. She's pregnant. She says it's the, you know, that God is is has given her Jesus. And so there's a lot of confusion and wondering what's going on. And so they're going through all of this. And now they have to go back because of the census to Bethlehem. And, and so what hit me was, because I, this was just a hard year for me personally. I've talked about it on the show. It's just a lot, I've just had a lot of things pulling at me and, and just challenges. And oftentimes I desire and long for the easy road. I want life to be easy. I just want a break. I, want, I, want, I don't want anything hard anymore. I just want things to be easy. And, and God spoke to me kind of in that, that wrestling and, and was you know just reflecting on this story that the journey with Jesus is hard because Mary was with child, right? She was with Jesus and they're going to, uh, you know, have him born in Bethlehem. And that road was hard. The road was hard, but Jesus was with them. And ultimately the journey to the promise. So the promise that, that God through the angels and, 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 revealing to Mary that you were going to birth the savior of the world. That was the promise, but the road to get there, not only nine months of pregnancy and then the uh, on a donkey and, and then showing up and there's no room in the uh, no room to actually stay. And um, all of that, all the different elements of that, of that journey were hard. And so for us, so often we desire the smooth road, but that's not, that's not the path with Jesus. It's a hard path, and along that hard path, our character develops. We, we understand endurance and perseverance and God's strength in us and his spirit guiding us, and, and that's what we get to, uh, to, to embrace if, if we're willing uh, as we follow Jesus. And so at the end of that tough journey, was Jesus, right? The end of the journey to Bethlehem was Jesus being born and being revealed to the world. And, and for us, you know, at the end of this journey that we're on here on earth, and it's tough as we follow Jesus, we get to be with him forever, for eternity. He's our savior. He, he's our, our, our Lord now, um, and, and will be for, forever as we get to experience eternity uh, with him. And so that's the promise at the end of this, this tough journey. And so we have to continue to, to remember that. Um, and even this week, it's been tough because I'm trying to get a lot done so that I, I can enjoy uh, the Christmas time and take some time off. Yep. And so I keep thinking about that. All right, I just got to get, get to next week so I can, I can get off and take some time. Um, and so for us, this is a tough journey, but we know Jesus uh, has saved us and he came to earth. He died on the cross and has given us eternal life. And so that's what we have to look forward to. And in the meantime, the journey's hard. But that's okay. That's yeah. that's that's the point. <laughs> that's yeah. the point. We were never promised the easy road no. on our way to the promise. Exactly. Yeah, the thing I'm really reflecting on is just the how profound like the Emmanuel prophecy is. 
like Emmanuel and Isaiah seven fourteen, God promising Israel, there's there's going to be a son born. You you'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then when Jesus is born to Mary in Matthew's gospel, he writes, "This is in Matthew one twenty three. This is a fulfillment of that." Like there may have been some minor fulfillments, which it happens a lot. There's minor fulfillments in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament, we see a greater fulfillment. And Matthew says, hey, in Isaiah, when God promises Emmanuel, God with us, that is Jesus. Mm. And that is just unbelievable. Just the idea of—that's just—I would encourage myself and all of you guys listening today, like, really wrestle with Emmanuel, God Mm. with us, God taking on flesh, Jesus, fully man, fully God— being the sacrifice on behalf of us, taking on full humanity so he could be a proper sacrifice for humans in order to reconcile them to God. That is, he had to be fully human, and he had to be fully God to be able to be a proper sacrifice. Like he has to be fully God and fully man. And the fact that God, Jesus would step out of heaven and take on flesh— stepping out of the glory. I I try to think of analogies of it, and I just can't. The only thing I could think of is, like, imagine LeBron going to play middle school basketball. And it's like like such a demotion. And then magnify that by a billion. God stepping out of heaven, taking on flesh in the person of Christ in order to reconcile us to him. That, That is just unbelievable. So gracious, God with us, so merciful, so loving. So I can't help but reflect on that, and it, which leads me to my next thing, what I'm reflecting on. It's just gratitude. That leads me to gratitude. And it's so easy to, to put off gratitude. One, if you grew up extremely privileged, not in the negative sense, but <clears throat> if you're able to enjoy a lot, of, uh, a lot of gifts, if you're able to receive a lot of gifts growing up, go on awesome vacations around Christmas time, it's easy to take that for granted and not have gratitude for that. If you didn't grow up with that, on the other side of the spectrum, not receiving a lot of gifts, not being able to enjoy some of those privileges, it's easy to not have gratitude for what God has blessed us with. It's like, where? how can we practice gratitude? And that is always something year-round I'm having to practice, but especially now, celebrating the birth of Jesus, God with us. Mm. How can I not respond with gratitude? How can I be... How could I be more caught up in, oh, well, I want this, or comparing my Christmas experience to someone else, uh, or puffing myself up and then taking for granted all that God's blessed me with? So just as a spiritual discipline, what better time of year to either for the first time start practicing gratitude or for the a thousandth time continue to practice gratitude for the unbelievable graciousness and in love of God to take on flesh in the person of Christ to reconcile us to him. So that's just what I'm reflecting on is just absolute gratitude for the practical blessings God blesses me with and the gratitude that he would reconcile myself to him. All I, he does everything. I just am able to receive that grace. And that's just amazing. Amen. Well said.
No, it's encouraging, and and really the encouragement is for each of us to just ask God to 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 put something on our heart this time of year. Just you know, identify with some aspect of the story. Each each year, I try to all right, what's some, what's a verse, what's a word that, that is a part of the Christmas story, the Jesus story, the Jesus being born story uh, that you can just focus on for, for, for the season. And, and so for me, it was the journey. Um, and so I love what you're saying about gratitude. I think that's, that's, that's really good. So um, that's what you can unpack today. Would love to hear maybe even a thought that you might have as you listen uh, that you're thinking about this Christmas, what, what maybe even a song that has stuck out to you or, God's spoken to you through a, a Christmas movie, maybe, or, or something at, at church. You know, pastors are very creative this time of year as well, uh, coming up with different, you know, themes. And yeah, it's, it's challenging, too. I mean, that's got to be tough every year, especially pastors that have been teaching for 30 years, coming up with new, fresh content. But there's so much to this story, so many layers, so many ways to look at things. Yeah, uh, I do. I do have one more thing that. that I just thought of. Um, like the holidays. Christmas season can also be a really painful time and sad time for a lot of people if, if they have recently lost someone. And I, no my question. experience losing my dad when I was eight, like those first few Christmases are hard. All you can think about is what would it be like if this person was here mm. missing that person? And it, it's hard to celebrate. It's hard to have gratitude. So again, the thing I reflect on and have had to reflect on is God's, God being present during the Christmas season. And especially if this is a painful Christmas season for you, if you've recently lost a loved one. I know I have a couple of friends who have recently lost a, a parent. Um, and, and my mom ministers to a lot of um, single moms who have lost a husband. Really hard time of the year. Um, it just, like God is present in that. Mm. Um, of course, we know in our head, yeah, God's present, of course. He, he's He's everywhere. Yeah, of course He's present. But in our hearts, do we really, like, we can still experience that, even if it's as a tough season. Maybe just look out for a way, actively look. Okay, how is God present in this? Even if this is a painful time of year for you, God is still present, and He's still good, and that can still be a reality. It doesn't, doesn't have to mean that this has to, you have to fake and pretend this is the best time of year. You could acknowledge, hey, this is really difficult, but God is still present and good. So that's just one thing, again, I wanted to say, just in my experience growing up. Because, um, again, this this can be a hard time of year for a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And many people are longing for that that family to be able to celebrate Christmas with, yeah. whether it's longing for a wife or, or a husband or kids, um, all of that kind of thing. Or, or many people are, are just isolated and they've moved away from their family. They can't get back. Um, a lot of different challenges. So yeah, definitely want to be aware of that, uh, in the midst as we, as we celebrate and try to look for the, for the positive elements of, of this season, for sure. Uh, before we share the movie clips, uh, I did want to give the MetaShare moment of the week from the sports world. And I got to give a shout out to Steph Curry, his Jersey hanging on the wall here in the studio, the, uh, the three point champ. Um, and so excited for, for him to, to be the all-time leader in three-pointers made. I thought the scene the other night at Madison Square Garden, the fact that it happened there. Perfect. Reggie Miller on the call, Ray Allen in attendance, uh, Del Curry there, 
you know, it's just, it was, it was special. I thought yep. the way that his teammates responded, the fact that they paused the game as long as they did yeah. says a lot about Steph Curry says a lot about how they value records and they understand, Hey, things are bigger than a Tuesday night game in December. Yes. Uh, you know, right. You know, it's like, Hey, this is a historical moment. Let's celebrate it. And I love that. I love that. They're not so, Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna pause. We're gonna gotta keep playing. Yeah. You can celebrate later. No, no, no. They stopped the game and boom, let's go. So that was the MetaShare moment of the week. And and again, we're thankful for MetaShare and their sponsorship. Uh, if you'd like more information about MetaShare, you can text the word unpack to 201-201, and they will send you a link so that you can figure out if MetaShare is right for your family, if you're looking for an effective way. Uh, an affordable way to pay for healthcare. So Steph Curry, how about it? Well, yeah, I'll just give a few quick thoughts. One amazing record. It's, it's crazy to think how soon he was able to break this record. He has so much career left. I I don't know if there's ever been a record in the NBA broken with so much career left by a player. It's just, it's remarkable. So, so impressive. Steph, awesome guy, easy to root for. I think the the thing I don't want to get overlooked is the is the attitude of Ray Allen. Like mm. he was so in celebratory mode. Like he wasn't bitter. I mean, maybe no. maybe behind closed doors he is, but no. publicly he wasn't bitter. He was one of the first people to show recognition and honor, and that and that's really cool. I, I just don't want to take that for granted because there's a lot of old head players who would respond bitterly and Ray Allen showed nothing but uh, praise and excitement for Steph Curry. And again, yeah, to do it at Madison square garden, it was just, it was the perfect scene. That was so, that was a yeah, special really NBA cool. NBA moment for sure. So that yep. very worthy of the, the MetaShare moment of the week. All right. So uh, we're, we're limited on, on time today, but I did want to make sure we, uh, we do the, the five Christmas movie clips of the year. And, and so some of these are just ones that I've I caught while I was watching Home Alone 2, uh, which I think is better than Home Alone 1. And so I've already watched Home Alone 2 this year. And then I've been watching uh, some clips from Santa Claus and Santa Claus 2 uh, with little Maddie, and she loves it. And so I, I'll tell you which one, uh, which clip I've got Maddie saying. But um, but anyway, let, let's get into it. And so here we go. Here's uh, Here's number five. So what kind of work do you do? I'm in the toy business. No way. <laughs> way. Oh. <laughs> that sounds so creative. I love it. I love creative people. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so that's from Santa Claus 2. And way. So I've got Maddie saying that. So like before bed, I'll go, no way. And Maddie will go, way oh that's awesome it's so, it's so good <laughs> so good and like it, it, it's like a long dinner scene it's that first blind date tim oh, allen and then, and then she gets up and sings him the christmas oh, song oh it's so funny it's oh, a great hilarious scene and it is hilarious but my favorite part of it is the no way way <laughs> very good very good all right so uh let's go to number four just um i wondered if um if you would, uh, if, um, if, 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 do you, do you want to go get some noodles <laughs> or pie? Noodles but I, I don't want to keep you from your date. So, 
You want to go get some noodles? <laughs> and then okay. later in that clip, uh, so your idea of a night out is noodles and pie, and then she just walks away. Oh, uh, it's we, rich. Gosh. Also Santa Claus too. Also Santa Claus yeah. too. Very underrated. Very uh, underrated. And I love awkwardness. I love awkwardness. So if you know me, my humor is awkward humor, social humor. <laughs> so first dates, this is great stuff. All right, now I think I think this is a Home Alone two one. Here we go. Do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. <laughs> That's from the hotel guy after he gets smacked by the mob. <laughs> and so, uh, do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. Great line. Great line. Uh, I think I got one more from Home Alone 2. Funnily enough, we no. never lose our luggage. Oh, my gosh. gosh. That's in the security, uh, 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 airport security scene from Home Alone 2 with the parents and security guard and he's he's deadpan he, he's stoic he can't believe that they're laughing about their son being gone again oh. and then they say Le- we never lose our luggage <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and they knock on the desk oh. so good so yeah that's home alone too as well i think i got one more home alone too uh from the uh that same scene with the the hotel hmm. what kind of idiots do you have working here the finest in new york <laughs> well i mean when you discovered the finest in New York. So good. So good. What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. Finest in New York. So those are my five five clips uh, from this year. And, uh, well, not they're from, I don't know, whenever they made the movies in the 90s. But yep. these, these are classic, sh- classic movies that make the, uh, the Johnson movie rounds uh, for sure. Um, all right, you give me one. You give me one. Your, your Christmas uh, quote or clip of the year. Oh, gosh, this is hard. Um, man, I've got a handful on here, so I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. One, one's just kind of have to shout it out. So the first I just have to shout out is Festivus from Seinfeld. You got to <laughs> shout Festivus for the rest of us. Oh, Christmas, come on. Oh, so, but speaking of Santa Claus 2, one, Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3, perhaps the greatest Christmas movie trilogy ever created. I mean, it's oh. just... Without a doubt. It's remarkable. Tim Allen, oh, it's just, it's just so good. Santa Claus 2, tremendous. The, the first football game scene. Oh, I just love the football <laughs> scene. One, because as a kid, that looks like the most fun place to have an outdoor tackle football game. I, yeah. All my buddies are like, oh, can we somehow replicate this? Living in DFW, by no means was that ever possible. But... When he just when he's just talking to the elves, oh, you want to talk some trash? Oh, I can talk <laughs> some trash. Oh, it's just oh, yeah, I'm about to blitz. Oh, it's just such a good scene. And then later in the movie, when when the clone Santa comes in and just dominates the yeah. elves, it's great. But I the football it. the football game scene, Santa Claus too, loving it this year. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So if you're listening, let us know your favorite movie quote from a from a christmas movie and just something that jumps out to you either always or maybe that that struck a chord this year uh so i shared a couple of mine uh no way way yeah very very good so we'll leave you with that we wish you a very merry christmas thanks to to all of our podcast listeners those that listen live those that listen later those that engage 
those that we never hear from, those that we, we've never met, those that we've met, we're thankful for all of you, and we're excited for how God continues to move through this podcast, and would love to hear from you, though. If, if you've enjoyed the podcast this year, uh, just let us know. It'd be, it'd be awesome to, to get any feedback, ways that, that we can improve the show for next year, and what you love most about the show so that we keep doing it. Uh, topics that you want to hear us talk about uh, throughout the year, let us know that as well. So hopefully you had a little fun with us as we celebrate Christmas together. Again, Merry Christmas to you, Luke, and to our listeners. I'm Bryce. I love Jesus. I love Christmas. And I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Thanks so much for listening. Ah, enjoy Christmas. God is good. This has been the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.